Welcome back to the Oklahoma Today podcast, bringing you all the best our state has to offer. This week, we're talking to restaurateur Rachel Cope of 84 Hospitality about the 10th anniversary of her baby, Empire Slice House, now with locations in Oklahoma City and Tulsa. But first, a word from our sponsors. You are called to be bold. You have a right to the best wireless service, high-speed internet, and customer service at a price that you can feel good about. At Bravado Wireless, we know this, and that's why we put you and your community first. Bravado Wireless, the power of connection. All right. Uh, this <laughs> uh, this is it's time for question of the week, and um, I'm, I, I'm worried. I I'm I, worried that we might have started a, some kind of a war. You know oh, what? No. We we absolutely did not. Okay, we good. Had too many conscientious objectors <laughs> who I feel like saw the question and were like, "I'm not going to wade into this." No, you I know? like it. I like it that people we, didn't choose violence. We, Thank you, <laughs> listeners. Uh, and in fact, they chose just not to comment. Okay. Uh, not okay. my favorite, That's but anyway. <laughs> First up on our question. I thought what? someone was going to say pineapple, and then I was just going to look up and see like a mushroom cloud out the window. <laughs> That's all. Oh, funny yeah. that you should say that. Why? Anyway, go on. Okay, so <laughs> the, yeah, qu- anyway. the question. We, yeah. <laughs> what is it. the question, actually? <laughs> what non-traditional toppings do you love on pizza? First up, editor-in-chief, Nathan Gunner. French fries. I commented yes, on the did. thing. I had, to say it, I had to say it publicly where people could see it. Because um, I thought, well, I'm like, you know, I, maybe I could, like, step in front of some of these bullets for people. Because I don't care. <laughs> uh, but French fries. When I um, spent a little time in Italy and French fries on pizza were a big thing there then. I don't know if it still is. Someone who's been to Italy in the last 20 years could tell me. But um, it's actually, it's delicious. I really like it. Like, like Orida French fries. I mean, probably not in Italy. They probably want Orida. But like <laughs> that Probably kind. Orida. Yeah, but like those kind of French fries, like just on a pizza. It's del- I promise it's delicious. I, don't, I love I it. I don't doubt it. Yeah. What, was there anything else on there? No. I mean, like sauce and cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but no. No, just French fries. Huh. And there was one place I saw that had mashed potatoes, and I was tempted to try it, but I didn't. Mm. And I didn't not try it. I just wasn't eating. Like yeah. I just walked pot. Like I walked by and I wasn't. It wasn't lunch or anything. Like so, I just didn't stop. But I was I, like, oh, mashed potatoes. I actually really love this. There's an Italian like late night hangover dish that is. They take leftover mashed potatoes and cover them in cheese and fry them. And it's uh, yeah. It's is that Italy or Arkansas? It, yes. Both. Why not Porcano Lodos? The State Fair. Okay. Uh, managing editor Carly Ibarra. Um. So I am super boring when it comes to pizza. I just eat a cheese pizza normally, but I do enjoy the Wedge has a breakfast pizza. That's oh, really that's a good, good pizza. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't eat pork, so no bacon or anything which would make it taste better. But egg and cheese and you know other things that would go into an omelet, yeah. I can get down with that. That's good. And yeah. uh, some places will do a fried egg on a pizza, and then you like crack that yolk and spread it up yes. all the different mm. slices. Egg, it's amazing. Egg sauce is the best yeah. sauce for. Just about anything. I'm learning so much. <laughs> uh, first time pizza eater, photo editor Megan Rosswood. Um, well, I am. I, I think it's a pretty traditional topping, but pineapple. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan. I like I pineapple like on pizza. Uh, I know there are a lot of people that are violently opposed to it, and I think those are the same kind of people that get just really mad in internet uh, comments. Yeah, like, just to like kind of pick something and they'll yeah, be mad about it. Yeah, I, I'm just like you know, you don't have to eat it. So to anyone. Do you like anything with your pineapple? Oh, yeah. Uh, pepperoni or Canadian bacon or some kind of meat. But also something that is kind of unique, uh, Andalini's does smoked mozzarella hmm. on Andalini's their Andalini's in pizza. Tulsa, mm-hmm. one of the best pizza places around. We love uh, Yes, I love Andalini's and I love smoked mozzarella. And something that I would really like to try and still haven't is uh, pickles on pizza because mm-hmm. I think that that is probably really good. 
I've had that. Where did I? Oh, at um, Fairweather Friend yeah. here in Oklahoma City. They have a yeah. really good dill pickle pizza. I have heard that, but it's, I still have not eaten. What's it. the well, sauce on that? It's a white sauce. Okay. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. Like, yeah, re- let's go. I don't, I, you I know don't, what? Let's just stop podcasting. It's, a, it's only 10 o'clock in the morning. Bye. I don't understand the thing. When people get upset about pineapple, it's like it's sweet and you've got salty. And mm-hmm. then, you know, I like yeah. to throw jalapenos on there. Jalapenos or banana peppers with pineapple and pepperoni. It's like it's you get just everything. I feel like I, there are people who, like, once they get an idea of something in life, any change to that idea is like no and I'm not yeah, being judgmental no, I'm really not like I know people like this who are like my idea of pizza from when I was a kid is the following toppings that they had at Pizza Hut anything outside of that is unacceptable I don't want to hear about it and that's fine like f- okay you're not adventurous fine yeah. like it's cool but like don't get mad like just don't order a pineapple pizza you don't yeah, be angry no. on the internet yeah. about it like yeah. settle down I, I just can't believe like the the outrage I've yeah. seen yes. online about Pineapple. Yeah, and I'm just like, don't order it. No one's forcing you world. to eat it. <laughs> you know, I, it's just a heck of a thing to get mad about. No, I don't yeah. know. Like, and am I am I wrong when like growing up there was pineapple on pizza? It's not I like, yeah, like that's what I got in my lifetime. Yeah. I never, I, I've was. never not known pineapple it's to be not a, a pizza new, topic. Yeah, no, it's not a new thing. I feel like I didn't see it till I was a teenager. To like the '90s, I feel like is when I first heard about it. But I might be the odd person out. I don't know. Okay. Outrage on the internet is yeah. a newer thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ever What's so my favorite slightly. pizza topping? Outrage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, research editor Ben Lucian. I, I don't know if it's like such an outrageous or like, uh, unexpected topping, but you will, won't find it at any chain, so I'm going to count it. Um, Euro meat. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. That's good. So uh, when I lived in Shawnee, when I was working for the Shawnee paper, um, I there was a euro or a euro slash uh, pizza shop right by my apartment, and every week I think on like Friday, <laughs> I would get a euro pizza from there. And I tried to um, look up the name of the place. I'm not sure if it still exists or not. If anyone in Shawnee knows of this place, Shawnee also, Pizza, right, right in. Let us know. I think Pizza Shuttle in Norman has oh, euro meat. Uh, I do talking. love Pizza yeah. Shuttle. Yes, I do have euro meat. I usually get a sandwich from Pizza Shuttle. Oh. Mm. They do have good sandwiches. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a non-traditional pizza that is topping a, for what's sure. What's a non-traditional pizza topping? A, uh, sandwich. a sandwich. You know what else is a really good meat on pizza? I've only ever had this once in Connecticut. Um, tandoori chicken. Oh, it's really good on pizza. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Greg's got this look on his face. Like, He's trying to figure it out. No, I'm just, it's I'm, really I'm, good. I'm, like, I'm trying to figure out where I can get it, how to make that happen <laughs> for me right, right now. Yeah. Uh, what my, do people say on? Oh, what was yours, Greg? Uh, I don't yeah, care about you. Thank you. I do have an answer. <laughs> <laughs> we picked, we forgot Carly last week. We're gonna forget you this week. Uh, it's only fair. Uh, I I mustard and pickles. That's uh, mm, mustard. A, I'm a, yeah. So mustard all. Uh, I don't know if that's <laughs> Italian for mustard. I don't know. <laughs> uh, there, Joe's famous pizza in Edmond okay. uh, has a cheeseburger pizza, and I know cheeseburger pizzas are like fairly common, but what they do is. Uh, it's ground beef, cheddar. What we do the 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 red sauce, and they they bake that, and then then when it comes out, they put on lettuce and pickles, and they give you uh, mustard packets, mm-hmm. and it is the closest thing. It, it's it actually it's the first time I've had my cheeseburger and pizza craving sated simultaneously. Okay. Uh, and I think, you know, giving people the option to put on the mustard themselves is a really smart idea because uh, 
too much is too much. Yeah, I feel you like know. And, and everybody has a are highly personal. Yes, and everybody yeah. has a different idea. They also do uh, very similarly uh, the taco pizza at Joe's, and um, and when that comes out, little packets of picante mm. sauce, and then uh, they it, I think it's like ground beef and maybe olives. And uh, and cheese. Good. It was great. Yeah, I, that I'm sounds a, really good. Um, the pineapple pizza. I don't know why I thought you saw this. The pineapple pizza at Joey's is really good. Cause it has, it has a little bit of cinnamon on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a really really oh good pizza. Goodness. Can I ask a question to the group um, before we get to social media? Because I want to hear what people said. But this is a group of adventurous eaters, so I want to know if there's a pizza topping you will not go near. Yes. Just quickly, like what anchovies. is it? Anchovies. Anchovies, same for me. I've yeah. actually tried it and it's awful. I've never tried it, but it seems disgusting. It's fish on pizza. Yeah. It it's tastes like what you think it would taste not like. As yeah. Bad Anybody as else? Uh, onions, green peppers, olives. Okay. I like all of those things, but not, not on, on pizza. Not on a pizza. So, so if someone orders a supreme pizza, you're like, I'm out. Yeah. 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 No, I I can't stand supreme pizzas. <laughs> I I just I hate onions and green peppers on pizza. That's fair. It's, That's fair. Oh, man. And I know a lot of people who that's their favorite thing, so it causes conflict. (laughs) Um, Anything that has uh, eyeballs intact, I don't. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No whole ham. Yeah, so I don't want to see. If if the anchovies' face is on there, I don't want to see the face. (laughs) Yeah, um, but I'm pretty pretty open-minded, I think, as far as pizza toppings go. That's fair. Yeah, there's the – I have eaten – uh, I've eaten pizzas with corn and pork ribs on them. JB's have, JB Eastside uh-huh. Pizza House has a really good really pizza good. with corn on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's um, really good. There's there are tons and tons of JB who's gonna be on the show sometime. Indeed. Soon, yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, speaking of great uh, pizza oh toppings, gosh. let's talk to our good friend Rachel Cope. Well, before we do that, can we find out what people? There, were so, there weren't any. Oh, okay. I, well, I literally, I tried to tell you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought you meant there were no very one had many. anything nope. to say. Oh. Nope. Oh, I, I, I thought you meant there were few. Uh, there was one comment, and it was you. It was me? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Saying French, French fries. fries. Saying French fries. <laughs> yep. uh, but if you want, I can actually get that guy on the phone right now, and we can interview him. <laughs> no, he's the worst. No, okay. Let's talk to Rachel instead. <laughs> Let's talk to Rachel Cope about Empire Slice House's 10th anniversary. And we are very excited to welcome in uh, the princess of pizza, uh, <laughs> I, I've been trying to come up all day with good nicknames for you, and I have failed miserably. <laughs> <laughs> Throughout this conversation, we'll we'll think of one other one. We'll we, we've we got to right uh, yeah. uh, the emperor, the empress of eighty four hospitality, uh, Rachel Cope. Getting uh, closer. Yeah. So, um, Rachel, we're we're always happy to talk to you, but uh, this time we're especially interested. It is the tenth anniversary of one of our favorite pizza places in the state, Empire Slice House. Uh, tell us a little bit about how Empire got started. Well, first off, I can't believe we've made it this far. It's amazing, and that's just a tribute to our team and the community. Um, it's been a wild, fun ride, and it started back in really 2012. Um, Won a contest in the Plaza District, uh, put on by uh, two landlords here in this neighborhood, and ended up going to pizza school. I went to pizza school in San Francisco in November 2012, because even though we won the contest, the problem was we didn't know how to make pizza. (laughs) So we kind of had the idea without really being good at it. And um, I'm not a chef, but I decided that I would just try to figure it out and Flew to San Francisco, studied with one of the most well-known 
pizza, pizzaiolos, uh, really in the world. His name's Tony Gimignani. And I uh, went to a really intensive class and, and came back and, and told the team, I'm going to, I'm not going to be the one to do this, but I got to tell you everything I learned right now. And it really changed everything. We still use that dough recipe um, that we developed at school and really quality ingredients. And I think those things paired with our service and the care that we put into everything, plus the vibe um, has really been what has made Empire last, you know, this long and, and has continued to grow as well. Yeah. I mean, the food is great. And I, I don't think there's anybody who, who can say a bad word about it, but truly, I, I think only I'm allowed. To only you. About it, yeah. <laughs> but, but you're absolutely right. The vibe that there is a feeling when you walk into an empire slice house which there are now multiple empire slice houses but you walk in and it just feels cool it feels welcoming it feels like a little bit punk rock but in a very like come in have a slice be yourself sort of way that that i i see so many people from different walks of life in there and everybody just feels chill it's like yeah we're we're at empire this is it's their happy place I tell people, I really feel like, you know, our price point allows for all income levels to dine with us and the vibe and, and the service that we give, you know, we want it to feel like a place you can hang out at. And I, I too see all walks of life in there, all ages. Yeah. And it's just a really fun place to be. It, it's really fun for me to walk in and see the diversity of people who are dining with us and know that they all feel uh, comfortable and that they're they're having a great time and that we've become for a lot of them part of their routine um, oh, yeah absolutely that's what allows us to you know be successful is to have that you know that core group and and to keep pushing and they're our best uh advertising just word of mouth from our from our customers for sure sure i you know and and uh i always think about that lunch special uh so many people i know who if they're if they're near the plaza district they're going to stop in and grab a slice and a salad and a drink. But now you can do the same thing in Edmond. You can do the same thing in Tulsa. It's, it's wild to me that this like special little thing from the Plaza district is now everywhere across the state. What's it feel like to, to be, you know, spreading your pizza wings. People, our team is always like, what's next? What's our plan? And I always say, I don't know. Um, because a lot of it has just been, like kind of fateful opportunities that have come up. Uh, I grew up in Tulsa. I went to Jinx and I'm from Ada originally, but grew up in Tulsa. And so for me, when that space next to Kane's ballroom, I got a message from a person I had met when I was a bartender at Blue Note on Facebook that said, the people that were next door to Kane's are no longer there. The landlord's looking for a restaurant and just said, I think you would be perfect. And it was just a person that I had met at, you know, I was, kind to as a bartender back in the day and they gave me this lead and I you know I followed up on it and we and I kept pushing and and then you know now that place exists and the same thing kind of happened in Edmond and it is happening more often that we're getting people to reach out to us about Midwest City or Norman or Stillwater um, and it is so nice to have that um, not demand, but, you know, for people to want us to be there and for people to love us as a brand, they want us to come to like their town. Um, we're still growing. And so it is part, part of our job is to keep 
you know, making sure that every time you go to Empire, that it does feel the same and that it does taste the same and that, you know, we're putting these processes in place and that's very time consuming. We're working a lot on that right now, but it feels pretty awesome to go to Tulsa. My brother lives there with his four children and, you know, to see the kids, my family in Tulsa going there um, and see friends and family going to those places uh, and that's just, it's so awesome. It's something I never, never dreamed of for sure. Well, and, and you, you've been stomping around the Oklahoma city food scene for more than a decade. Um, you, you've worked at a ton of places and so much of that experience, I think has really shown in the places that 84 hospitality has gone. Talk about, uh, some of the other concepts, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, you know, one of our other favorites right now that we're about to have another location of, which I heard that you didn't know that yet, is uh, Burger Punk, which started off as a food truck. Yeah. Uh, in 2018, uh, we started running it when we had Pony Boy, the bar next to Tower Theater. When we developed that concept, we wanted some food. And so we kind of developed this punk rock burger truck and parked it out front. And then it kind of took off uh, on its own. And we decided when an opportunity came up outside the Paseo to put that into a brick and mortar space and so we have burger punk they're about to open a new location at 915 west britain road which is uh, a few doors down from el coyote it's the old Venn pizza space i love that you are always moving stuff closer to me because that's like yeah. where my house is <laughs> well i actually moved further north now too and so selfishly it's for me to, be able to go to also you're um, telling me that you didn't open this restaurant specifically for me a guy who <laughs> sort of known I mean, I, I was there yesterday. I was there yesterday, and I, I literally was like, I'm so excited for this to be here because it's so much. It's a place I want to hang out at, and that is a theme of a lot of places that we have. Is that there are places that you know I, I personally like. I love, like, I want to hang out there, and I, I, I think that kind of resonates with the staff that we have, and you know that passion hopefully comes through to all the guests. But we have that. We have uh, Goro Ramen that I do with my partner Jeff Chanchaloon. That's also in Paseo. I mean, what a fantastic restaurant. Um, it just is a little machine that keeps turning. And that started in the plaza, but we were able to move that during the pandemic and get a bigger space and help ourselves out of a situation with another restaurant we had at the time, which we had to close. And anyway, so there was that. Uh, we just opened a new counter service ramen shop that's really built for duplication. Goro is very chef driven. It's a It's a one trick pony there. It's perfect right where it is. Um, this other concept, Remix Ramen, is in the Edmund Rail Yard, a few doors down from Empire in the food hall setting. And we really did that space to kind of test the concept, but it's it's very recognizable items for people who live in the Midwest. Um, we take a lot of traditional ramens and, and play with them, sort of like Empire for Ramen. Yeah. You know, the base is very traditional, but then what we put on it is fun. And um, that's been going really well. That's been a fun project for us. And let's see, we recently sold Revolution, which um, some people knew about to some friends of ours, but that um, was a, a good handoff for us so we could focus on these other projects. Sure. And I feel like I'm forgetting place. Are we forgetting somebody? I don't know. I think, I think I got them all. Well, <laughs> as know, I'm sitting here looking at Neon, <laughs> the former coffee shop's yeah. Neon sign that exists anymore. <laughs> One thing that, uh, so... I'm happy you kind of brought up the the uh, the toppings because our question of the week this week was what non-traditional pizza topping do you absolutely love on pizza now and 
And I got to say, so many of the ones that I fell in love with came from Empire. The Brussels Westbrook back in the day. Uh, uh-huh. I think I, the first time I had corn and uh, pork ribs on a pizza was at Empire. <laughs> what, about, what about you? Is there something that that you had not had on pizza until Empire? And now you're like, oh, I can't imagine pizza without it. I mean, the barbecue chips on Ghostface. Oh, that's no, right. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Is, I, I love that one. Well, as in as a you know, I'm not a chef, but there are certain like kind of rules you try to follow when you're creating a dish, and text a textural component is usually one of those things, and that brings it. It's pretty awesome just it to really give you that crunch. Uh, um, other items on our pizza that I never really had. Hmm, uh, I don't know. The figgy sardust was always like a fan favorite. I'd had figs on pizza before, but I always really liked that one. And Man, there's just so many. We've played with, we have a Frito chili pie pizza running right now, like during the fair. That's awesome. Um, as just a weird ass. Yeah, it's been, it's been good. So um, I don't know, anything goes on pizza, I guess. Yeah. Well, and, and I think though, part of what has really made, at least for me that, you know, I, I've been eating an empire now for uh, about a decade. And uh, one of the things that always hit me was I never felt like it was, kind of thrown together like everything has that chef's touch to it i really do feel like you guys have your flavor combinations just dialed in how much uh how much work uh uh goes into designing a new pizza a new flavor concept is this stuff that the staff is kind of putting together and then there's a tasting and 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 notes or or how does it all work Right now we have a new uh, lead of culinary development for Empire, which is Beth Lyon. Um, you may know her oh, from yeah, I love Beth. places she's been before. We love her too. She was a consultant for us for a while and then we ended up hiring her full-time. So she just joined us about a month ago. And a lot of her job is recipe development. And so she's going in and just making sure all the stores are doing things the same way, but she's also helping create new dishes. And she's, you know, she has a very formal coach house style of background and so I'm seeing her create some of these pizzas I I see that in the choices that she makes with some of the ingredients but she also knows that it's empire you know and we're not trying to be fancy necessarily with anything but over the years yeah I always tell the chefs that we've had I'm not a chef but I'm a great eater (laughs) and (laughs) I spent my life trying to if I can't cook I might as well develop my palate so that I can give good feedback And a lot of members of our team have also think that way. And we, and we really try to look at when we're creating a pizza, several different parameters for that. Um, The staff necessarily know every once in a while we'll get, you know, employees that, that come up with something that we think is interesting and we'll kind of play with. But when you have this many stores at this point, it's a little difficult to let the staff weigh in too much because it has to be same at, at the same at all the stores, but, um, but yeah, it's just, you know, They've, they've done a good job. We've done a good job over the years of making sure that even though the pizza seems weird, that it still makes sense though. Yeah. Well, and I got to say, Beth is an inspired choice for you guys because she is both like, she has that fine dining formal education, but also she's one of the most punk rock chefs I've ever known. Like she just, she goes Mommy. for it. Um, she does and her personality is fantastic and you know we also uh, have had chef Brianna Shear on our team for a while now um, 
and she really had helped at Empire some, and now she's really kind of helping with the burger punk side of things. But we all, I mean, we all work up here together and we all come up with ideas and somebody travels and they see something cool and we send it to each other. We have a really great team right now. We all um, do really well working together and there's definitely a lot of teamwork happening here. Yeah. Well, um, so the 10th anniversary coming up, uh, tell me a little bit about the event. What what can people look forward to? When when do they need to be down in the Plaza District? Okay, I sat in this position uh, in this room specifically because if I needed to look <laughs> behind me because that's the run of show back there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Empire's 10th anniversary. We actually opened in September of 2013, but no, September is notoriously very hot and back to school and the fair and all the things. And so we just kind of made up our own anniversary date at this point which we picked uh, the weekend of, it's October 28th this year. Um, it is in the Plaza District. It is next door to Okinawa in the parking lot that is over there. We've thrown some parties in that parking lot before. It's kind of an ode to where we came from and the same uh, in the same area that we've always been in, but that'll be tented. Uh, so no matter the weather, we should be good um, all day for all the events that we have planned. So we've got all kinds of stuff. I mean, my team has put together so many amazing ideas. One of my favorites is, is there's a local wrestling group that we work with sometimes. Um, and I mean like WWE, not yeah. like Oklahoma State yeah, wrestling situation. <laughs> and uh, they're actually setting up a wrestling ring. Um, so we've got some uh, fun <laughs> items like that kind of happening throughout the day. They'll be like, you know, they're getting slammed like marinara or olive oil balloons or I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do yet. But um, we tried to make a human like claw machine. But the believe it or not, the liability insurance for that was a little bit more than what I was expecting. And so we did bypass that for now. Uh, a few years ago, you know, in our in our parties in the past, we've had a pizza eating contest. Uh, you actually participated in one. Uh, you didn't try very hard if I remember correctly, but also I wouldn't try very hard either because it takes a very special person to be able to do it's, it's honestly pretty gross, uh, to watch what has to happen for someone to win, <laughs> but we have done that twice and we decided to make sure that we, we wanted to do that again this year. So we're currently taking entries and you'll be able to find all this information on a link in our website that I'm hoping is live by Monday, but our Instagram and, and Facebook, they've got a lot of these details on there on how to enter. If you want to participate, uh, we've got live music all day, uh, different local bands, DJs. We've got a bunch of raffles happening that day. Uh, we've been fortunate enough to get to work with stone cloud brewing here in Oklahoma city and have created um, a beer specifically for empire. That'll be released uh, that we're actually going to start running the beer October 1st so we can get everybody kind of like hyped on it, but that'll be served um, as well as some other beers and things in the parking lot uh, outside that day. We'll run some specials at the store. Um, I just threw everybody off track today when I threw them a curveball in the meeting and said I was creating a new pizza, um, but didn't tell them what it is yet or anything. <laughs> so there will be a pizza for that. Uh, I got to make one up first, but I, there's a plan sort of, there's a goal good. that I want to achieve. So I'm going to, I'm going to work on that. <laughs> but yeah, just all kinds of good times. It starts at noon. Um, it's also Halloween weekend. So we're going to be dressing up. We're encouraging everybody else to kind of do a daytime kind of Halloween party. Yeah. We're going to do a costume contest. 
So um, that'll be something that we push to everybody is to encourage everybody to show up and whatever kind of Halloween stuff they want to wear. And it's for all ages, just like everything we we try to do and here and where it all began, right in the Plaza District. Man, I got to say, though, a costume contest in the Plaza District is hard because most of the time it already looks like people are wearing costumes. I have just always loved the uh, uh, diversity and just the characters that I have. Oh yeah, met district. It's plus, um, and, and I gotta say, the Plaza District really. I felt like you, Pie Junkie, and the Mule. When when you three had opened up, that was when I was like, "Oh, this is happening." Like this is really gonna stick, and and to see that growth, does it feel a little bit like like you were kind of a pioneer in that sense? Like because because that was not a huge uh, retail or or restaurant destination. I mean, I've said this before, and I truly believe that the actual heart of this district is Lyric Theater. Um, they have been a tenant of this district for a long time. They brought they they withstood all of the things that used to happen, kind of in this area. They're such a great um, organization, but also bringing that arts and culture and just being that heart down here. I just, I love them. The dance studio also yeah. uh, was so, so great. We all miss Shannon. We wish that, you know, she was still here with us, but her family that on. And those are two of my favorite things to see down here. People like Joey and the guys at the Mule and, and ourselves. And even when Goro was down here, we were kind of riding on the shoulders of them. But in a, for a district to be successful, there definitely has to be that mix of retail, you know, um, entertainment, and then food and beverage. And so do I think that we're pioneers? I think that it took all of us to, to get the plaza here. And we were here near the beginning. So yeah. sure, if that's what you want to call it, that, that's fine. <laughs> that's that's a very that. diplomatic our- answer. <laughs> I'd make a good politician. You uh, <laughs> well, uh, folks, uh, the Empire Slice House 10th anniversary coming up October 28th. You are not going to want to miss that in the Plaza District. And uh, if you are craving pizza at any point, which let's be honest, you are right now. You've been listening to this and you're already your stomach's rumbling. Head over to Empire Slice House, which now has like five locations, six, six. Across the state, that is nuts, man. Uh, uh, There's another one coming soon. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Okay, guys, thank you so much. See ya. I like that place. I was there the other night. Yeah, yeah. For my friend Beatrice's eleventh birthday, we went to Empire Slice House. I would like to go there for lunch. No, it's really good. Hungry. I like Empire. Yeah, it's fun. To, it's a fun place to hang out. I like the little patio this time of year. Mm-hmm. In the plaza, the one in the yeah. plaza. And then you're Sorry, close to Pie Junkie, too. and you're right across. I know. Yeah, they have a good lunch special, uh-huh. so you mm-hmm. can. It's like ten bucks for a slice and a, like yeah. a small salad and a drink, and then yeah. you can walk over to Pie Junkie. Yep. Four t- four dollars for a slice of pie. I'm really sad. Uh-huh. It's only ten o'clock in the morning. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, no. I think it's about time. I, it doesn't matter. Like, it's pie I mean, I don't think they're open. Is the problem? Well, like, I don't we can think they would make us a pizza right now. Yeah. Well, uh, all right, let's uh, let us. Thank you for moving us along. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs)
It is now time for us to once again plumb the depths of TravelOK.com's calendars for our weekly pod events, and first up this week is Nate. So y'all are in the Guthrie, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the coolest downtown area in the state. All the Victorian buildings and historic preservation. It's actually one of the largest historic preservation districts in the country. Possibly the largest. Um, it's a fun town to walk around in, but if you believe in ghosts, there's no way you can look me in the eye and tell me that town doesn't have a few. Ghosts live for Victorian era stuff. They love it. They are, all, every ghost is Victorian core. Uh, Guthrie has it in spades. So now that the Halloween season is upon us, my favorite time of year, might I suggest you sign up for a Guthrie Ghost Walk happening September 29th and 30th. On this 90-minute walking tour, not only will you get to explore the gigantic historic district that is downtown Guthrie, you'll get to hear all the good dish about the dead about town. Plus, tour guides spill all the historic tea on the bullet holes in the ceiling of the Bluebell Saloon, the first prison in the southwest United States, and the railroad depot that brought hordes of settlers to the state's original capital city. Tickets are $10 for adults, $5 for kids ages 7 through 15, and kids 7 and under are always free. All tours depart from the Apothecary Garden at the corner of Oklahoma Avenue and 2nd Street. For tickets or more information, call 405-293-8404 or visit GuthrieGhostWalk.com. That sounds like fun. I kind of want to do that. And that apothecary garden near my all-time favorite, the The pharmacy museum. The Frontier Drugstore Museum, yeah. Yeah. Which is really creepy. It's It's also really creepy. Yeah. Yeah. I love that Guthrie leans into these holidays Mm because they really do have the, they've got the vibe for it. Yeah. You know, it's so cool. It's a really, yeah, yeah. Uh, All right, Ben, what's your event this week? As with any job, there are pros and cons to the honorable vocation of cow thievery. Of course, the main pro of the job is pretty obvious. It's all those free cows. <laughs> I mean, they're not exactly free. you got to rustle them up all discreet-like, or else there's a chance you'll find yourself on the losing end of some rancher's flintlock. But have you seen the price on cows these days? It's pretty much robbery. On the con side, though, cow thieves have little, if any, chance to fraternize <clears throat> Let me start over. On the con side, though, cow thieves have little of any chance to fraternize. It's too early for frat- fraternize. Fraternize. Okay. You need a little coffee? Uh, uh, I think I'm good. I, we're going to take it from the top one more time, Bridget. All right. On the con side, though, cow thieves have little if any chance to fraternize. <laughs> Leave it all in. Is there a synonym? Socialize. Leave it all socialize. in. Socialize. There you go. I can't do this live. Yeah. Uh, let's see. On the con side, though. <laughs> on the con side, though, cow thieves have little, if any, chance to socialize with their outlaw colleagues. <laughs> I genuinely want us to leave all of this in. We might. We okay. might. All right. I'm just going to read it one more time. It's going to be fine. On the con side, though, cow thieves have little, if any, chance to socialize with their outlaw colleagues. There's no break room in the getaway wagon. Of course, the great oil man, Frank Phillips, was well aware of this fact, and I'm sure it factored into his decision to begin holding the cow thieves and outlaws reunion over 100 years ago. This year's version of the annual event is taking place Saturday at Woolrock Museum and Wildlife Preserve in Bartlesville, Phillips began uh, the event as a community party gathering cowboys, socialites, outlaws, and lawmen because, after all, wasn't the Wild West just one big co-working space? (laughs) The guests of today are only outlaws in that they listen to Willie Nelson, and that's good enough for me because live music, dancing, food, drink, and general revelry are a lot more enjoyable 
when you're confident that it's not a diversion intended to separate you from your cherished beeves. In fact, proceeds go to support the Wool Rock Wildlife Preserve, so it's all kind of the opposite of theft. Tickets are $85 and available for purchase from now through Friday. For more information, call 918-336-0307, extension 101, or visit woolrock.org. Yay. I've actually been to that. It's really, really fun. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a really good event. Yeah, a lot of fun. And you came as the cow, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> Carly. Yes. <laughs> I'm very eager to hear your event in particular. Good. It's a good one. I have to say, whenever I first heard about this Oklahoma Food versus Truck Championship, I was a little concerned. I mean, I'm all for a David and Goliath type bout, but how was a taco supposed to fight an F-150? <laughs> then I realized I had a smudge on my screen, and it's actually the Oklahoma Food Truck Championship, not food versus truck. <laughs> Though this is a much better use of tacos, they still aren't safe because 10,000 hungry patrons will descend on Chickasha on September 30th to eat them and their barbecue, pizza, donut, Filipino food, and dozens more edible brothers and sisters. In fact, more than 30 trucks will descend on the Shea to compete for more than $10,000 in prizes. And if you need to walk around a bit to make more room in your belly, the Rock Island Arts Festival has plenty of beautiful sights to take in until you can feed again. (laughs) Admission is free, but the food trucks are not. Visit OKFTC.com to see a full list of food trucks and to find more details. The Shea. That's my new nickname that that. I just made up for them. That's great. Brian is going to love that. As a Chickasha chick, class of 97, he's going to really enjoy that one. (laughs) Megan, what's your event this week? Well, I am not going to try to be funny because this is a matter that is close to my heart. I'm going to be serious. I would like to give a genuine shout out to Oklahoma City's restaurant scene. When I first moved here, um, I struggled to find restaurants that I liked. And I was excited to eat at places when I was out of town. Um, And there definitely were great restaurants here that I had not yet discovered. But there is no denying that the restaurant selection and quality has skyrocketed in the last 10 years at Oklahoma City. Um, And I can think of no better way to get acquainted with the city's offerings in one night than by heading over to the inaugural Chef's Tasting at the Chickasaw Bricktown Ballpark on October 1st. This is being put on by the American Culinary Federation Culinary Arts Society of Oklahoma. And if you think that's a mouthful, then you better get out your bib because there's going to be a ton of local restaurants sampling food, wine, and beer at this event. Proceeds will benefit high school culinary teachers and scholarships and the Oklahoma City Dodgers Foundation, who will in turn give that money to the Bridge Impact Center's Culinary Education Program, who will help to train young aspiring chefs in our midst. So you can get your eat on and do something good for your community. For tickets, visit acfokc.org. They're like $35 to $55, and that seems like a pretty good deal. That sounds like an investment to me Uh in the continued... awesomeness of our food scene yes yeah everyone should go i thought about listing off all the restaurants in oklahoma city that i love but i didn't because i don't know if they're going to be there and there's a lot of them too yeah Yeah. i feel like there's more good restaurants now than you really even have time to try Mm -hmm. like yeah yeah. also there's the jinx factor where like Uh, at this point 
I'm always afraid. I know. To, to mention. Uh, R.I.P. Don't say R. its name out loud. That's the only way to defeat it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> R.I.P. One of our uh, staff favorites just closed this last weekend. James Delicatessen in mm-hmm. uh, Tulsa. Mm-hmm. So, I know. I know. I know. They had a good run, though. They, they did. did. They, they did. did. And mad and respect. We'll always pickle have pickle peaches. Pickle, pickle peaches. Pickle peaches. R.I.P. Mm. Greg, what do you oh. have? Well, let me tell a you. Funeral. <laughs> Yes, a very happy one. Uh, let me tell you the four words that nailed this event for me. Famous brick toss competition. Hmm. There are any number of reasons to head down to Paul's Valley, which is a lovely little city that is always worth stopping in. Uh, the Toy and Action Figure Museum, ridiculously nostalgic. Uh, Punk- Pumpkin's Barbecue and Catfish deserves both your money and your mouth space. But now that I know they're legit throwing bricks for fun, I mean, sign me up. Brickfest, so named because of the brick streets in downtown Paul's Valley, is the city's annual hootenanny with all the usual trappings, face painting, bake sales, inflatables for kids, pie-eating contest, but then they go and make it completely metal with brick throwing. And then I saw they have a kid's brick throwing competition. (laughs) Paul's Valley is getting more punk rock by the second. The fact that they're also having a car show seems like it would be a bad idea, but it turns out that Paul's Valley is more pop punk because the bricks are uh, soaking wet sponges that look like bricks. Uh, it really changes the math on the car show, because somebody tossing a wet sponge at cars is basically how car washes work. Uh, this Wait, year, they're throwing the sponges at cars? No, no, no. Oh. It was just, I, I, when I first was I mean, learning edit, about this. Recommended edit to the event. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Okay. It ends with, I mean, I'm just saying, Paul's Valley, if you're looking to change things up, and if you're not, that's cool. Have people drive through the spun, the brick throwing, and then everyone will get a car wash. Yeah. Yeah. Just right. saying. Yeah. Sorry anyway, to interrupt. Yeah, you I can charge, just, you can raise money. You're, this is going through a lot I'm of twists and, and turns. I'm getting my percent. Like, Sorry. Well, at you first know. First I was like, what? throwing bricks? That's fine. After, after our story about Jim Thompson coming up in the next issue, yeah. I really wanted to, to make this uh, super noir for everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, uh, Paul's Valley is adding live music starting at 5 p.m. with beer tents and food trucks for people who prefer the Commodore's Brick House to actually throwing uh. bricks. <laughs> if this sounds like you're kind of a good time, get yourself to the Santa Fe Depot Museum and Rennie Memorial Gateway Park in downtown Paul's Valley on September 30th. Admission is free, and please don't bring your own bricks. They have plenty. Visit paulsvalley.com for more information. Uh, and the sound of Ben Folds 5 being disappointed that I didn't mention their song means that this episode <laughs> of the Oklahoma Today podcast is coming to a close. It's but also if, not about bricks. <laughs> also very not about <laughs> yeah. bricks. Uh, but if you can't get enough, head to oklahomatoday.com, pick up our latest issue on newsstands right now, and send your feedback to OKTPod at travelok.com, and we'll talk to you again next week. The Oklahoma Today podcast is a production of Oklahoma Today magazine and the Oklahoma Tours and Recreation Department. Your hosts are Oklahoma Today editors Nathan Gunner, Greg Elwell, Carly Ibarra, Megan Rossman, and Ben Lucian. Theme song editing and production help by Oklahoma Today's production manager, Bridget Slope. For more information, visit oklahomatoday.com. Goodbye. Good episode, everybody. Let's go. Fraternize. Let's go get uh, some 10 a.m. pizza. Fraternize. Yeah, fraternize. 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 fraternize.